Everybody knows John Bon Jovi, frontman for American rock band Bon Jovi, and screen actor in such hit films as Cry Wolf and New Year's Eve. A less known figure is John's second cousin, Tony Bon Jovi, who in 1977 was trying to convince Talking Heads frontman David Byrne to hold a carving knife while singing in studio. This Bon Jovi was the producer for Talking Heads on their debut album, and his odd request, refused by Byrne, didn't come out of nowhere. It was related to what would become the band's signature debut hit. Quote, It's a little bit crazy and it's a little bit funky. It's kind of like Alice Cooper meets Sam and Dave. It hits the mark, said Talking Heads drummer Chris France of the single. Although the song was released in 1977, prototype versions of this piece go all the way back to 1974, when the band, then called The Artistics, performed this song live. Getting the song from Burns Head to radio airwaves proved difficult, due in part to the song's subject matter, a murderer. Quote, When I started writing this, I got help later, I imagined Alice Cooper doing a Randy Newman-type ballad. Both the Joker and Hannibal Lecter were much more fascinating than the good guys. Everybody sort of roots for the bad guys in movies, wrote Byrne in the liner notes for Talking Heads' Greatest Hits album. Byrne wanted to capture the mindset of a murderer in his lyrics, and for some reason he believed having a verse in Japanese would help fulfill his vision. When he asked a girl he knew who spoke Japanese to provide him with some murderous phrases, she refused. Luckily, drummer France had a solution. The language skills of talking head bassist and France girlfriend, Tina Weymouth. Quote, I told David that Tina's mother is French and that they always spoke French in the home. Tina agreed to do it and just sat down and did it in a little over an hour. I wrote a couple more verses and within a few hours the song was more or less done, said France. This collaboration made this track the only one on the album that Byrne had to share songwriting credits for, with France claiming to have wrote the second verse. Byrne has downplayed the other band members' involvement in interviews, something he would continue to do over the lifespan of the band's career. Quote, Chris and Tina helped me with some of the French stuff, said Byrne. Regardless of who wrote what, the single proved to be a minor hit at the time, reaching number 92 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 11 on the Dutch Singles Chart. The song has since been included on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's list of the 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. So all this success thanks to producer Tony Bon Jovi? No, apparently the man was very difficult to work with and insistent on using the acoustic version of the song, which appeared on the B-side of the single. Quote, I'm glad we persuaded Tony and Lance that the version with the cellos shouldn't be the only one, wrote guitarist and keyboardist Jerry Harrison. This is all well and good, I hear you say, but as far as the song goes, Keska say, yes, that's right, we're talking Talking Heads, Psycho Killer. Uncover me. Psycho Killer that's right it's cover me the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one's talking a lot but isn't saying anything i'm your host as always the snake joined by my psychotic co-host ha alex mildenberger i didn't want to do you just about do did like a Dracula a thing, and I, yeah, oh, okay. Alex Mildenberger. Ah, uh, 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 one, two, three, one, two, three, four. Do you think the Count would be a good drummer? Um, he would at least be good right at the beginning. Count you in. I don't know. Yeah, if can he, he count he very high? He wouldn't need to. I guess he would need to go to eight. That's true. I think he could do that. Sometimes. I think he's probably taught kids to talk to, to count to like 100, maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> he's, yeah, surely he can. He's like, today's number is 327. 
Yeah, you could. I mean, you could pick any number. He'd be like, yeah. the best number. He knows the numbers. Does he know how they relate to each other? I hope so. That's the whole thing. Yeah, that's that's the trouble. Does he just know, and does he have to just count to get to them? So problem is, you have to stay up late because he only comes out right. at night. That's right. That's tough for the kids. They need their sleep, man. They need their sleep. So do you, Alex. Alex, how you doing this week? Doing all right. Doing okay. Still got my class going on, so there's a lot of classwork flying around and things that I always feel like I need to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also October, so I play Castlevania in October, just because oh, that's, that's Castlevania how October. Octobers go for some reason. Of course. So, Spooky like, that's, season. I, I shouldn't be doing that because that's taking my time away from my other stuff, but hey. How much time do? can a Castlevania take? 20 minutes? 20 minutes? 30 minutes? <laughs> Come on. A dozen? A dozen minutes? Seconds? Which one are you playing? Uh, Castlevania Moonlight Sonata or Sonata. Uh, yeah, uh, Castlevania D&D. Gymnopody? Uh, what are some other famous? Some other famous. Box Overture number four. Castlevania's Heart Lonely Hearts Club Band. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. But seriously, which one? Um, Rondo of Blood. Rondo of Blood. Yeah. It's the one. Sick. It's the one that the new series is based on. Oh, Castlevania Nocturne, available yeah. now on Netflix. Exactly. Your favorite streaming service. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about that without? I mean, it's not. It's technically voice actors, not screen actors, for that. Can we and talk about actors, how they exist? Yeah, we can talk about how. I think just say something critical of the series, so we're like covered. Yeah. Um. It's I. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's dog shit. I think I think the original Castlevania series didn't hold my interest past the first season. And uh I didn't like seasons two and three like at all. Right. But I was kept watching just to, to see. And I thought four was better, but I'm pretty sure it was only better because they were like kind of cancelled. And they were like, We gotta put everything in one season. Season three was like, let's do a whole season where nothing happens and it's boring. Oh, that's tight. Yeah, that's but let's awful. stretch it out into a full season of television. And I hear they're using that as the blueprint for Castlevania Nocturne. So you can expect a whole lot of nothing from these could trash be, things. Could be. From Netflix. Could be. I'm just playing the game. Hey, man. What I like about the game cover. is... What do you like about the game? Uh, the, the character portrait art. Uh, mm. The character's just got like some like short brown hair, but his sprite has like a blue mullet. Nice. So that's fun. That is fun. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. Love a good blue mullet. That's kind of JoJo-esque. At least it's, original JoJo. Yeah, yeah. Sick. Alex, enough about Castlevania. Yeah, it what Castlevania are you playing? None. None yeah, of the above. Didn't think so. I never played a Castlevania in my life. Yeah, what what spooks are you spooking? What spooks am I spooking? This spooky season. I watched the hit film what the fuck is it called? Talk to me. That's the, the Bruce name Springsteen of the movie. song. No, I wish. <laughs> What's uh, the film Talk to Me? It's about what if there was a spooky hand that if you grabbed it, you see dead people. Oh, I think I know that. I didn't see it yeah. though. Don't. It's not worth. I the looked time, it up I'd say. because I was like, yeah, like the Bruce Springsteen song. You're like, hell yeah! They're finally making a song about trying to get a woman to talk to you. Yeah. Why did I look this up? I don't remember. Well, it's a twenty four film. Maybe you're looking at a twenty four releases. Yeah, maybe you saw you, you saw stop making sense in theaters. I did. Uh, but we're about to talk more about talking heads here in the spooky season. Not talking One, hands. Not talking hands. We're talking heads, baby. Uh, Alex, 
Tell me about the Talking Heads. You like these guys? You fan? We've talked about them twice already. We have talked about them a couple of times. I like the talk. I like Talking Heads. I do. Um, and this song in particular, like, I mean, I'd heard there's radio stuff, right? Sure. So you get your Everybody burn, burn down lifetime. the house, burn and you get your once in a lifetime. Uh, this one I had not heard on the radio. No. Uh, maybe it just wasn't a big enough hit. I don't know. But I remember. This is a rock band song for me. Yes, me too. Yeah, and and that's where I first heard it. Um, that I remember anyway. And I remember people talking. We were like talking in groups at school, and people were talking about Kiss Kiss A. I'm like, oh, there's French in this song. And then we played, and I was like, yes, this is a cool song. This uh, is cool and French and French sometimes. Yeah, that's part of that Canadian lifestyle. You're like, hey, I recognize the phrase Kiss Kiss A. Kiss Kiss A. Uh, yeah, exactly. To tell you the rest of that French verse didn't know any of it till this week. No, yeah, absolutely not. It still is a bit strange, but makes a bit of sense. Yeah, it's uh, the whole song, like lyrically, is strange, but makes a bit of sense, I think. Yeah, so it fits. It fits. It fits. Um, yeah, I think you're right in that this was like a minor hit. Of course, they were band just starting, but I think it may be, and it's tough because they do have some massive hits, but I think this is slowly becoming like the Talking Heads song in, in modern culture. You I feel like so? a lot of people, it's it's used in a lot of like, I'm pretty sure in a lot of movie trailers. Because the idea of like their hits being the popular thing is kind of fading because it's just been so long. Like no yeah. one, or you know, younger people didn't hear this on the radio or didn't hear the other ones either necessarily. Yeah, exactly. So instead you hear what gets filtered, like refiltered through. Yeah. And I'm so certain I've heard Psycho Killer in at least one movie trailer and several films too, I'm pretty sure. I feel like I this one comes up a lot more than like Burning Down the House or Once in a Lifetime. Because of the name, because if anyone's being like a bit creepy or whatever and you want to be a bit like I guess glib about it, I don't know. Yeah, um, for sure, hundred like, percent. Just you know, get the weirdo to sing about a psycho killer. Hmm. Yeah, everything from the like, the yeah, the lyrics just being like just plain face saying psycho killer to that like, boom, 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 and the bass line, yeah. bass line, like that's what gets you, man. So I was curious what your relationship is with talking heads because obviously this song in particular is a is a rock band thing but do you have have you listened to more talking heads no not beyond really stop making sense right so i i pick up some of the hits from other people um you years ago burned uh a cd for me which had girlfriend is better from stop making sense on it Ah. I picked up that, and then sounds like me. I realized that these guys did once in a lifetime. I picked up on that for a bit, and then I think my sister and previous guest Ruby told me about once in a life, not once in a lifetime. I always fucking get these two confused. Uh, <laughs> this must be the place, right? Which and we talked like, oh, about. We have a whole episode on yeah, that. Yeah, we have a whole episode on this must be the place. I think that's my favorite song of theirs. Kicks it's ass. It's great. And yeah, they're a band who I'm like, I like these guys and probably should get more into them, but. Who's got the fucking time for that? I know, especially uh, some of their stuff can be a bit difficult to get into because they get a little weird. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it can be very rewarding, uh, and I haven't even gotten there with a lot of it. But yeah, yeah. So I kind I kind of start and stop with the hits plus the famous uh, concert 
stop making sense. Right. And we'll have more on that later. Much later. Hey, we, who you calling a moron, huh? Hey. Ah, a little bit of a little bit of wordplay for y'all. <clears throat> but it's the spooky season. This this episode's dropping on Halloween, and what yeah. better thing to discuss than psycho killers? How often do you get a Tuesday Halloween? About Never. once every six years. Yeah, that would be the correct answer. Once every six years. Um, Alex, let's talk about these lyrics because hey, they're uh vague. Yeah. <laughs> So we open, I can't seem to face up to the facts. I'm tense and nervous, and I can't relax. I can't sleep because my bed's on fire. Don't touch me. I'm a real live wire. Yeah, obviously this is a tense, uneasy person. Yes. And I think one of the big things that plays into, like, it's got the psycho killer angle, of course. This guy who, like, is violent, potentially, because mm-hmm. he's, like, jumping at everything, you know? Um mm-hmm. But it also plays kind of with, like, David Byrne's persona as For this sure. sort of awkward, jerky guy. Which is, like, a thin persona. Yeah. I feel like there's not a lot, yeah. of, <laughs> a lot of a mask to that mask. Right. A lot of that is just he, he's kind of an odd dude. Um, but this kind of takes it to this extreme where, like, where, yeah, he is this psycho killer but in the first verse yeah he's just describing that and perhaps even some level of guilt yeah it's um like the the biggest touch point for me on this like pop culture wise is because i only watched it for the first time a couple months ago is like american psycho right which has like a bit of that same energy in uh your character patrick bateman He's maybe a little more calm on the outside, but there's also this like this hyperactivity around murder and this idea of like not being able to sleep and being real like touchy and fucking weird, right? Yeah, and he gets just really intense if if you know his sort of if he gets threatened. Yeah, um, or anything like goes wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, you got a guy who is fades uh, away. who is tense and nervous. Yeah, and, and like this is of course a lot of this. What sells this song is the presentation as well, right? David Burns sings like a weirdo. I can't sing the face up to the facts. And then you've got the, and we're going to talk more about the instrumentation, but like every line is stung with that, like, yeah. And then you've got that fucking bass hammering away. Like there's a lot of elements of this. It's almost, you know, horror through music. Just because of the, the kind of weirdness of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it definitely has... It's it's a strange feeling that not a lot of songs you attempt to get across. Yeah. Because it's, it's kind uh, of niche, I guess. But It is kind of... Yeah, not many people want to want to capture that murder vibe, but it has influenced other songs, including uh, one by Ice-T, oh. um, which I've lost the quote for here. Uh, 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 he said, like, I love this song so much. It influenced... My hit song with, why don't I just fucking put Ice-T into my search here? <laughs> Ice-T says that Psycho Killer was a influence for his band Body Count's controversial song, Cop Killer. Okay. You can, yeah. you can see the connection there. Um, Selena Gomez sampled the bass line for this on her 2017 single, Bad Liar. So even if the app, people aren't trying to catch the, like, what's a murder think like? They are picking up on the, like, tense energy and the, mm-hmm. the like, the, like, the, like off-kilterness of, of a lot of it. Yeah, it's that's compelling, and that's I think that's the reason this song, even though it only 
and I, I say only in quotations here, hit number 92 on the Billboard Hot 100. Right. I mean, that's not even the top 40. I know, right? Come on. Try a little harder, you guys. But yeah, we get some some weirdo imagery. I can't sleep because my bed's on fire. Um, don't touch me. I'm a real live wire. So yeah, he's tense. He can't sleep. Is it due to guilt, like you said, or is he just running on a high? Well, I mean, a, he's a, tense regardless, right? So like the yeah, and if he's just like sw- kind of sweating and and stuff, like yeah, of course he wouldn't be able to sleep. His brain's running, like you said. Yeah, and let's pretend he's not. We you haven't read the title of this song. Or you don't you know it familiar on a on a raw listen you're like what's this guy's deal? On the chorus says hey maybe it's a little like this psycho killer Keskese, fa 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 better run 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 away oh oh repeat repeat <laughs> yeah uh, interesting to throw the French in there I don't know exactly what the like motivation for that is you know I think it is to. It's like a way of, I think his idea, maybe even with the Japanese, is like, what was something that is, like, foreign, basically? Right. In such a literal sense as to be foreign language. It's like, it kind of alienates you from this this guy a bit and makes him a little bit more strange. You're like, well, what the fuck? He's speaking a bit of French now. And then the, que- and then the question is, what is this? Yeah. Is it a dead body? Could be. But, could, uh, could be. It could be. Or, or is it the psycho? The question does it refer to himself, the psycho killer? What is this? What is this? What is psycho killer? To, to quote Castlevania, Alex, what is a man? What is a man? A miserable pile of secrets. Have at you, I think is the, is the full quote. <laughs> uh, I bought the version that doesn't have that quote in it. What? I know. Why would you pay money for that? Because <laughs> there's the only one that had Rondo of Blood. Hey, yeah, let me get the bad version of this Castlevania game. (laughs) Yeah, I'll pay extra. Uh, I mean, I I have both. But again, what are we supposed to pull from Keskise? I think it is just supposed to be like tone, like off kilter. Um, I think the French works better than uh, the Japanese would work here. Psycho killer. Sorry. What's this about Japanese? Well, if you paid attention to my introduction... um, the young David Byrne was originally looking for a Japanese section for the bridge. Okay, I missed that part. <laughs> no, you didn't, because you laughed when I said that the person refused, unless you, of course, were just looking at something unrelated. No, I missed the part where you said Japanese, or I forgot. Or you forgot. But, yeah, originally he was looking for Japanese. I think French plays better. Maybe it's it's more broadly known in at least, like, northern North America. Maybe I like. Oh, I don't think, because you know, I think of when I think of songs that have bonus Japanese. I think of Scary Monsters and Super Creeps. Sure. It's no game. Sure. And that works very well there, and t- uh, not the exact same effect, but kind of along the same lines of being like a little weird, a little out there, just a little but, alienating. But when they talk about some of their influences on this, they talk about cinema too. So for Tina Weymouth, she was drawing on right. Psycho. The, the Alfred Hitchcock film. Makes sense. And I think going for those like cinema vibes, especially way back then, like French cinema has a bit more weight to it. So right. I mean, the world. original band name was the Artistics. So they were probably watching some like avant-garde film. Yeah. I think that would be, <laughs> That's my guess. be a fair assumption. Yeah. But what's a fa 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 Well, sometimes I see it, not in the lyrics here, but as like a, 
an extension or like a just not hitting the R on far. Far, far away. Yeah. So that I've also read that it was inspired by Otis Redding's song, Fa 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 Fa, bracket sad song. Bracket sad song. I mean, it's the same uh, letters. Same letters. And well, we do need to talk about the second verse, which is different on the acoustic version. Yeah, I used to actually listen to the acoustic version a lot, and then I forgot oh, yeah. about it, <laughs> and then it got referenced in later on. In one of the yeah, versions. it gets referenced in like, okay. two versions, and so I heard it in the first version it's referenced in, I was like, oh, weird, this guy added in his own line about being depressed, and then it came up in another version, I'm like, there's no way this person is covering the reggae version of Psycho right. Killer. <laughs> That's not happening, so I had to look it up, but... If we take that idea, maybe it is interpolation to fa 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 sad song, and in that second verse on the acoustic, the the line is a, is about him being depressed. Right, it's, I'm sadder than you'll ever know. Yes, um, I'm I'm passed out hours ago. I'm sadder than anyone knows. I close my eyes on a sunny day. Say something once while I say it again now. So it could be just an allusion to one sadness and two again this idea of just like off kilter, just fucking weird. This guy's saying fa 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 fa. <laughs> what does that mean? And like telling you to run away. Yeah, oh, I'm scary. He's scary. He knows he's scary. He's also asking questions. Like the whole thing. This is all a vibe song because we can't really pull like a solid narrative out of it, which itself lends to the like depiction of a psychotic murderer right it's just not concrete in that way exactly it's not music concrete you know <laughs> <laughs> no that um later. so we talked about the alt verse two let's talk yeah. about the the official verse two you start a conversation you can't even finish it you're talking a lot but you're not saying anything when i have nothing to say my lips are sealed say something once why say it again yeah, it seems to be about sort of this this character's annoyances with other people and sort of his justifications like this is why I don't like people and maybe why I kill. Mhm. Kind of thing. I I did see it get compared to like oh this is maybe David Byrne's experience like he doesn't like small talk. Right, but this is also allegedly the verse unless Chris France wrote the acoustic second verse. Right. This is supposed to be his contribution. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that. But so it does I could get like attributed to the characteristics, at least, of uh, David yeah. Byrne, which might be just a good read on Chris France's part. He true. Uh, he uh, true. having and not to talk too much about stop making sense, which we are going to talk about later in life. Um, Chris France and Tina Weymouth uh, often downplayed their uh, their roles. Often downplayed in the band. They're kind of big i think in terms i mean of they're the rhythm section in a band that has like a ton of what you'd consider dance music you know for <laughs> sure and then they're also i think making pretty strong lyrical contributions here and so my what i would call evidence of maybe this being chris france's influence is that hitchcock was an influence for tina weymouth in writing her part right and there is a quote here i think i forgot to check who it was from I got it from Genius. David said, I need lyrics, and so we brainstormed. I said, well, Hitchcock would say, I'm going to kill you because you're rude, you're not polite, which I thought comes I saw that attributed to Tina Probably Weymouth. to Weymouth? Yeah. Yeah. But Chris France and Tina Weymouth having, being dating at the time, I imagine they're on a pretty similar wavelength. Yeah. So this coming from him, which this whole idea of you start a conversation, he's talking about, like, yeah, conversation etiquette. 
and using that as an excuse for murder, that seems to go down the pipeline of uh, Hitchcock influence. Yeah, and it's like a bit dismissive, bit of a joke of like, mm-hmm. ah, I killed him because I was a bit annoyed by him, you know? Yeah, exactly. He's very just, cinematic he too much. Yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, that line's fully referenced later when he says, I hate people when they're not polite. That's, the, that's a pretty clear as day reference to Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. But that, so yeah, like you said, it could be David Byrne writing this, and it's his, uh, like, he's, he's called himself, like, functionally autistic or something to that regard, like, mildly autistic. Autistic picante or something, he has a quote yeah, about something it. Something like that. <laughs> something like that. And this verse kind of fits in with that idea of, I mean, like, conversations are weird in normal society, and I don't like it. But it could also yeah. be Chris. It could just as easily be Chris France taking this Hitchcock angle and rolling with that. Yeah, because like, because if it is, is it just this like exploration of like if I was a different person with these same experiences, but like I, I handled them differently. Like, what would what would happen? Is like, do I have this in myself? Like, right, just an exploration it, of that. Is he trying? Yeah, to humanize. Uh, like, how close even somebody somebody as sane as David Byrne could be. Yeah. <laughs> to being a murderer or is it is this all just kind of cinema like like music it's like oh this is a little hitchcock inspired it's a little we're playing with the ideas of murderers and like and his quote he mentions hannibal lecter and the joker are we just dealing with strong characters because that's compelling yeah which yeah was supposedly the idea mm-hmm Behind this psycho killer, unnamed psycho killer character. And of course, yeah. anytime you write, you're going to put a little bit of yourself in it, especially. Yeah, yeah that is inevitable. Yeah. Um, we, of course, come to the French Bridge, uh, which I'm going to butcher for you now. C'est que j'ai fait, c'est soit là. C'est qu'elle a dit, c'est soit là. Really, sans mon espoir, je me lance vers la gloire. Okay, yeah, 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 we are vain and we are blind. I hate people when they're not polite. So let's talk about the the French. Um, yeah. I have a translation somewhere. If you have it handy, go ahead, Alex. Yeah, let me find it. It's just on the Wikipedia page. Um, what I did that evening, what she said that evening, fulfilling my hope, headlong I go towards glory. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is... Uh, Inter- interesting especially if all these parts because this isn't a a verse but it kind of feels like one a little bit um mm-hmm. just in terms of it's another statement about this uh so like tina weymouth wrote this chris france maybe wrote the second verse then like david byrne wrote the first one so it's very like collaborative yeah um but yeah this sort of like other take on it where it seems a little bit to be like implying once again he's murdered someone and is yeah also, like he's going over the events of it right yeah and like is once again blaming it on something they did but also is now saying like it it fulfills something that i desire yeah he called fulfilling my hope going towards glory so this is like the you know the the ill mind treating murder as something good to be a psycho killer you have to believe it's good right otherwise you're just a killer if you're like oh i regret doing that (laughs) yeah shit Um, shouldn't be murdering people i guess oh fuck regular killer be extinguished (laughs) if i stopped murdering people yeah 
So yeah, it does seem to be like that seems to be the most straightforward interpretation. It him recalling the events of this murder yeah. that is perhaps what has been keeping him up in the first verse. And then him sort of glorifying it in his mind and being like, well, this is a step towards the great path of continuing to murder people for whatever my belief is. Good conversation. Yeah. <laughs> it is all about what she said, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and verse two being like, you talk so much, you don't say shit. And then we come to the end of this bridge. We are vain and we are blind. Right. I hate people when they're not polite. Um, again, talking about etiquette and then vain. Like when people are often talking a lot, not saying anything, it's usually about themselves, right? That's. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely one side of it. And, so, and, and of course, just, yeah, kind of like full grouping people into like, well, all of humanity is vain and blind. It's killing them. It's good. It's good to kill them. Because they're rude. Because they're rude. Because they're rude, boys and girls. Rude boy! Except. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, they're not They're not that kind of rude boy. No. Now, I was in Banff a little while ago, and there's like, is it a whole brand? It's like skate gear or snowboard gear or something called like rude boy. I would believe that. That would be the kind of brand to, they had to have that door name. It was like rude girls. <laughs> <laughs> be crazy if it was like rude boy, polite girl. You'd be like, what the hell? What? Yeah. But it didn't seem to have much uh like reggae uh you know wasn't flying like jamaican flag colors or anything i didn't see anything but i also didn't go inside i just passed by it so i might have missed it you're a polite young man so you're not allowed yeah i'm not allowed in the rude boy store no they'd kick you out so quick you're like uh sir please uh that's the thing they're just like looking at you hey you're not supposed to be in here and you would just be like okay and that's like the test that's the (laughs) right (laughs) if you leave after they say that then of course of course you're not supposed to be there yeah, and if you're like, hey, fuck you, man, I go where I want, they're like, all right, Perfect. come on in. You're like, all right, I'm going to leave now. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm supposed to be here. Um, It's a tough business. They're yeah. not doing great. <laughs> yeah. Everyone just leaves. But Alex, what do you make of this outro? Hey, 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 hey. Hey, the song's hey, over. Hey. Why are you saying hello to me? That's fucking crazy. Because he's a psycho. It's just, I mean, it says hey when they leave. When they leave? What? What? What, 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 psychotic. what is this? That's psychotic. Yeah. Or is he chasing after his next murder victim? Hey, hey. hey next four hey. murder victims, it sounds like. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, you think he's, he's trying to catch the attention of four different people? Yeah. That's why he's like, I hate all this talking. Four conversations at a time. Right. He's at a party. What we failed to realize is he just murdered this person during like a big circle conversation. I mean, he's, he's pointing everybody else and he's like, you're next, you're next, you're next, and you. And then they run away. Yeah. They run, 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 run away. So, yeah, it's, there's not a real, like we said, there's not a concrete, like, oh, this is about one time David Byrne realized that conversation sucks and he thought it'd be cool to murder people, but then he realized he shouldn't and should just write a song about it. It's, yeah, it's not a story like that. Byrne's a big kind of like theatrics guy, I think. Mm -hmm. Talking heads in general kind of had that vibe to him, like you said, originally called the artistics. And that's kind of what you get here. A little art house kind of slice of maybe this is what murders think like. Yeah. Inspired by the movies. Inspired by films. Um, but what does it sound like, Alex? It kind sound? of sounds like this. It sounds yeah. like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, I mean, iconic bass line. <laughs> Coming from Tina Weymouth. Um, yes. I mean, 
Great bassist. Great bassist. Um, she gets called underappreciated often enough that she's appreciated now. I think she's probably appreciated enough, yeah. Um, so that's good. So maybe yeah, sometimes she was. Um, it's cool, a little like, build up. You know, you get the bump, 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 and then it's kind of like after that goes once, there's a kick that comes in, uh, and then the guitar starts playing. Yeah, with like that guitar sting that. Yeah. And then it kind of stings in and starts to like strum more. It's very yeah, this... metallic. Mm-hmm. And it does have that like kind of sterile, disconnected feeling, I think. Uh, which definitely helps with the song. Um, yeah. Kind of has that, yeah, the awkwardness so that not only the band has, but also, like, the Psycho Killer has. Yeah, the song, like, rhythmically has, even as simple as the, the rhythm is, it has, like, a weird gait to it. It has a sort of awkward walk. There's two guitars, actually. There is two guitars, because you do get one that does an arpeggio as we come into the, the verse proper. And what in the verse? Oh, so I mean, in the verse, everything kind of keeps going. Like the bass is still going, the drums kind of keep their same rhythm. I think they add. Yeah, drums um, add a little more because they're going away from yeah. just the kick. They're doing a boom, pow. It's like a hi hat too now. Yeah. It's very like ta 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 ta. Yeah. Which I always envision. Like it always feels to me like like swaying back and forth. Like you that ta ta. Like you hit the drum moving to the right, and hit the drum, moving to the left. Mm-hmm. Is that how it happens? I don't know. But that's what I was That's how it, it feels. That's, that's, yeah, feels that's the, the energy it gets, yeah. Um, so, like you said, it, it is a bit of a, like, stepping, but, like, kind of slowly. Yeah. It has, like, there's tension and, and maybe malice in this it's kind of very simple rhythm production. Bum, 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 it's Simple as it gets, but it's used very effectively. Stalking. Stalking, man. He's, he's stalking. He's a fucking stalker, man. Stalking. That's psycho. And then the, yeah, even like the arpeggio we get on the ca- guitar, this. <laughs> lends to that sort of like, like dueling banjos almost. Obviously, it's not a banjo, but that sort of like creepy country vibe. Right. Creepy country. Interesting. And then the the sort of rhythm you get with the that's a very classic blues composition. For which part? Like on the the kind of the, the change up they do at the end of the line. So it's dun 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 boom 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 dun right. dun yeah. Like that's blues basics. So we've got some very like classic rock elements on this, like blues and country that are. Are, are spun in a sort of like new wave direction, bro. Like a new, yeah, new it's wave. It's like a new wave of the wave sound, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. Are we on the chorus? Yeah, we're talking about the chorus. We're about to. No, we're about to talk about the chorus. Um, guitar chords held for longer. Um, yeah. Different bass line. Still pretty cool baseline. Yeah, it, it fucking rips. It's so cool. Just like good, like simple baselines. Kind of love that. Yeah. Um, the drums are kind of playing the same thing, but they drop that. They move to the snares. They kind of drop like the hi hat. Yeah. So it's like just the snare instead of going like snare hi hat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what does that mean, man? 
I don't know. It means it's about to get fucking it sounds crazy. A bit um, the vocals kind of have two things going on here. Um, <laughs> and then the bass sort of follows it in the second bit. Um, so you get the like smoother part where it goes like Psycho Killer, Kesskesse, which is almost, yeah, which is like more melodic. And then the Yeah, which is a break for most of the instruments too. Yeah. The guitar drops out and it really is, the bass goes lower. And yeah, you get this mostly just vocal take. And then everything jumps back in. There's a great use of like guitar sting to take instruments in and out again. It's always that. (laughs) That always comes in, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that kind of comes. That that's the between lines bit, right? Yeah. Because it kind of does the like. Yeah, and you get that hard hit. Even when he breaks to the fa fa fa's, it's a very staccato like. Yeah. sting on that guitar that takes you in yeah yeah it is it's sort of i mean it's almost like playing there's no lick but it's like playing between the lines but the, there's no space between the lines mm-hmm. so you just play one sting and then go back to the arpeggio yeah i mean like like this song is very simple so a lot of it is just about the rhythm and where instruments land and like where they they make their marks so that like simple sting Gets a lot of gets a lot of work for like again how simple it is. It does a lot. Mm. Hmm. Yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. So then oh, there's yes. the next the next bit right at the end. The oh 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 right. oh. Ay, 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 ay. Yeah, it almost feels like a post chorus, but it, they don't really change it up the uh, the uh, instrumentation or anything. But just because mm-hmm. of the, the way he's singing so differently. It's not really a post chorus, but it kind of to me feels like one. It does feel separate from the the psycho killer Casca section, right? Because yeah. his, his vocals do so much. Like he jumps more, way up, and they guide the instruments to do their their intro riff stuff again. Yes, yeah, and it goes back to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sort of choppy guitar. Mm-hmm. Um. Then the second verse. So in the second verse, mm-hmm. this part, I mean, it's not that different, but it is a bit different. Mostly, I think, in the vocal delivery, um, you kind of get a little more spoken at times. Yeah. I do you're remember... You're talking a lot, but you're not, not saying, saying anything. anything. Yeah, this like, is him going full weirdo, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> doing, he's doing the voice. Um, yeah. I remember in rock band, some points in this verse, like, there's no, like, pitch to match when you're singing. Yeah, they give you just, you know, like, just say the words, because... <laughs> yeah. So, you get to, like, you start a conversation, you can't even... I remember you used to always go, finish it. Finish it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't need to sing anymore. Yeah, um, just say whatever. Yeah, or at least for a while. I'm sure it got old eventually, I don't know. It's fun to remember. I mean, we played a lot of rock band. We played a lot of rock band. It all got Everything old got old eventually, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty much what I have for this verse. It's pretty similar. Yeah, the vocals are the big change up here. Say something once, or say it again. It's, yeah, he talks like a weirdo on this, and then we're back to the chorus. Yeah, just back into another chorus. Um, which, again, pretty similar. Yeah, the next really big change up is the French section, the bridge. Yeah, the bridge. Um, bum, bum, bum. Where, like, you kind of get a, like, quote-unquote walking bass line on this, but it's like, the least walking it could be because it's like boom, 
Doom, it's like doom, half time because it's also doom, 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 doom. there's such a pause between everything yeah everything's hitting these staccato notes and like the even the vocals at least for the first bit are in line with that it's this, this fucking lo- yeah walk again that is like weird and uncomfortable um yeah it's weird that they slow it down and um gives it very different feel um and it's so choppy mm-hmm. followed by just like that rest um and the other thing, like most things are just like playing da, da, da together, right? Like the same thing over and over again. I think the chords change at one yeah. point. But like the only thing that's changing every time is the bass. Because yeah. like you said, it kind of has that walking bass uh, feel. Yeah. So it's doing like the most bare bones walking bass line you can do. Oh. Uh, and that's just for the first part, because it's kind of three sections here. Yeah, because we then kind of release that tension with the the second two lines, the really realize really my hopes, release sont. Um yeah, and the guitar, it's playing like distorted. It stays very thin. There's not like a ton of sustain in any of this, even when mm-hmm. they get distorted. Uh chords on the guitar. The bass is now doing this like descending pattern. Yeah. Bump. It was kind of before. Bum, 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 bum. Kind of, at times. Yeah. But now it's, it's going... Bum, 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 bum. Um, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, things kind of open up a bit here. So yeah, we lose this staccato. It's... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that's and the big the, thing. The guitar chords are a little more open. Because it gets you into that, that mindset of the 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 psycho killer right there's the short choppiness of what is possibly him recollecting the murder and then him kind of twisting in his head to be a good thing as we we lose that tension and open up a bit and feel a bit normal i mean it goes back to what it was doing before yeah yeah so maybe he's having his moments of doubt that he's just smoothing out yeah he's because and then yeah he like reinforces it with his like his ethos we're vain and we're blind that's and we hate people i hate people when they're not polite that's like his justification of it all in the end he's like well this is my calling is to end impolite people and he's doing it apparently yeah he's fucking getting it done we salute the psycho killer here on cover but we think what he's doing is good it's definitely he's definitely getting things done he's he's got to respect his done. work ethic yeah, you if have nothing to. Else. You gotta. And then from there, you're back to your, uh, you know, you're back to the fucking chorus, buddy. Yeah, it's another chorus, a little different. Uh, just in delivery, he kind of gets like whispery now, right? Oh yeah. Um, and then he gets really on the last. Oh, 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 oh like it's very exciting. <laughs> yeah, because and that pulls us into the outro, right? Yeah. Where we we start really cutting loose and getting wonky. I mean, there's kind of a guitar solo, but it's. Sort of just like wild guitar things happening. Yeah, it's it's like, and you got the two guitars. So one's doing that, and the other's doing these. We're kind of touching like Velvet Underground levels of like discordant. Getting to that sort of like noise rocky thing, but yeah. there's just this like real like solid beat under it. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of like dance and also I don't know do weird poses or something. Yeah, do some do some some cut ups, some voguing. Yeah, but again, the guitars just don't have like a heavy sustain. I mean, this is 1977, so there's a fair amount of like hard rock to go around. Mm-hmm. So the sustain is available, but they're definitely not using it. 
No, they definitely are thriving in the like short noises. They like that on this song. They even it's a bit surfy. In that yeah, fast like, guitar you're talking about, like oh yeah, yeah. It's honestly weird how much the song draws on very classic forms of rock and roll. Yeah, I guess you were talking about that before. Yeah, um, like that. Ba-no, no, that could be any blues song. <laughs> yeah, but like, I guess it makes sense. I mean, when you think about like, it's kind of a weird time because you get your like punk emerging and you. What you what ends up getting called new wave mm-hmm. and like post punk um, and art rock and all that, and it's all informed by earlier stuff, uh, of course. Um, but then like the lines are pretty vague, and we kind of have decided the Talking Heads is new wave now. But yeah, but what were they at the, the time? Yeah, and and what does that even really mean? Um, I do remember learning like, oh, this is considered the first punk album this is considered the first um post-punk album and like they were recorded at the same like same time basically like, like they could they didn't time, know about yeah. each other <laughs> and it's like yeah. oh okay it's like how can these guys be influenced yeah how enough could, to be post if... of the guy who is their contemporary that yeah. they hadn't heard like... they're just two different things they ended up getting called that but it, it's just weird just naming you know yeah I, but it's it is interesting because you mentioned like were they what was the Talking Heads when they were the Artistics I think I think and probably even when they were the Talking Heads they were opening for the Ramones at the CBGB oh yeah yeah which is like a a more punk based venue so they definitely have their their roots in that kind of scene if nothing yeah else. and we see that in like Blondie as well where they're like yeah considered punk until they became like commercially viable right and basically then their new wave. um which. Yeah, it's an interesting time and an interesting, like, kind of arbitrary line that gets drawn. And also an interesting thing to think about of, like, what is punk really? Because, like, we have a pretty concrete idea of punk now. After yeah, it's it is three chords of the truth. Bro. For decades, yeah. <laughs> but, like, but, like, the sound, you know? And even the look as yeah, it's marketed. Like, but, like, what, like, this has got a lot of that, too, you know? Mm-hmm. And certainly not the look. If you you look at what no. David Byrne uses for his costume and like his most famous costume, the big fucking suit. Yes, like that's suit. that's not punk rock. Punk rock's not a businessman, or or is it? If the suit's big enough, who can say? Yeah, yeah. If your suit's big enough, it just rolls back around. Yeah, it's. <laughs> but yeah, they've never like had the look right mm-hmm. that you might associate with that. But they've they've in particular looked very buttoned up. Which is kind of almost the opposite, but yeah, they're just and kind of expressing themselves. Like a lot of the covers that I had to, there's tons of covers of the song, and yeah. to like get through all of them, there's tons of punk rock ones, tons of hard rock ones, because like they like this song has a bit of both of those in it. Even if we now look at it and say, "Well, it's new wave," it's like, yeah, I guess, but. It's built in, like, there's such a Venn diagram of things over it that make it new wave, but those things are, like, some punk rock, some classic rock, some hard rock. It's genres, man. What's the deal? Yeah. And, I mean, the other weird thing that's kind of genre-related, I mentioned this earlier, but, like, there's such... One of the things that makes Talking Heads so strange to me is, like, if you look at them, you would never think, like, yes, this is a band that like fused rock and roll and like funk with like African music styles. Like that's yeah. not what they look like at all. 
Yeah, to see and them, yet then it's like pretty solid dance yeah. music a lot of the time, you know. Yeah, uh, even like stuff in their early in like this first album. Um, so it's it's interesting. Yeah, they are uh, they're a strange beast for sure, and uh, they inspire covers in in pretty much all those genres we've talked about. And we're gonna start getting into these covers, Alex, because there's yeah, no let's music talk video about for them. this. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Black. Mighty Wax in 2006. Yeah. Yes. Who are these guys? It seems to be a DJ. Yeah, this is Cesare Chera. Yeah, Cesare. He's been around for like a while. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, because you see pictures of him. He's a he's an older looking guy. Something I saw said he'd been around since the seventies, and now I can't find it. I believe that he because he looks to be about like fifty to sixty, judging by the photos of him. Yeah, so like late seventies, Italian, I believe. Mostly yes, based he's on the Italian. name. Yeah. Um, he's a producer who also works as a label manager for Irma Records. Irma is all capitals. I would bet you the I in Irma is Italian. Ooh, yeah, but <laughs> that's just that, I'm just shooting from the hip there. I didn't do any research into Irma Records, but <laughs> but except for this one uh, related artist, um, yeah, and it's also it's not only that he's a DJ. It's also off of a lounge cover collection, oh, exclusive chill out remakes it. of evergreen pop songs. Oh, exclusive to who? Exclusive to uh, whoever makes these lounge cover things, I assume. Fuck, I guess. This is the second one. Yeah. Well, Volume two. Um, so, is it chill? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it, it, it qualifies as chill, but mm-hmm. mostly that comes from the, like, the tone and like, the way it filters, because the beat actually moves pretty fast. Yeah, we're we're going out of pace. Yeah, it's it's very much like an electronic version uh focused on dancing. Yeah, dancing and like you said like lounge tones. Everything's got a bit of like it's either soft or it's cool or it's both, right? Like like that synth that comes soft in later. You're like, yeah, I could smoke a cigarette to this and then dance. <laughs> smoke a cigarette to this. Yeah, and I mean it's got a couple synths going. Like it's got that real like synth synth bass going. Again, yeah. pretty smooth. Um I think there's also a bass guitar at one point, at least. Like this sort of both. Um like synth bass and, and guitar. Um, yeah and but there's also like funky guitars they definitely get a little funk guitar here particularly on the chorus but like some intro like ding 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 uh but they also get that like you know the like ep organ funk thing or it's just i mean kind of how scary pockets always plays <laughs> yeah this is like scary pockets would love this dun dun and these guys are maybe i mean it's 2006 i've got for this so that's not like authentically this era of funk but i buy this more than i buy scary pockets yeah i think so and i mean i there's there's a lot of other stuff going on it's 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 pretty pretty i like it overall it is quite dense and has a lot it has like a few cool sections um Mm -hmm. Like later on, I mean, the groove is just so smooth, like throughout. Yeah. Um, yet 
uh, there's vocals on it as well. Oh, do you kind of get like this like flanger effect of like wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Um, and it can feel hectic, but like it kind of has the smooth enough sound that it doesn't become overwhelming. Yeah, like they add components. There's this synth that comes in at the end of the first chorus. This like, <laughs> and right. sticks around. At first, I was like, "This is dumb," and then it hangs around a bit. I'm like, "Actually, it's pretty fucking cool." <laughs> yeah, there's some cool stuff. I mean, yeah, there's that. There's uh, later on during the uh, the bridge. You mm-hmm. get like hand drums come in and like a yeah. funky bass line comes in, uh, which actually, I was trying to see if it was referencing another Talking Heads song, which I don't think it is, but it reminded me a lot of like later Talking Heads, which right. is kind of some of the more like Afrobeat inspired uh, stuff. Yeah, because they do have uh, some some you know liberal use of hand drums and things of that nature, like you said, world beat kind of music in their mm-hmm. later stuff. So it could be a callback in a general sense to that, or it's like, hey, Talking Heads is also a little this. Yeah, which it's a pretty cool move. And even if it's yeah. not on purpose, like it's a pretty cool sound. So It is a pretty cool sound. What hurts this version for me, and it starts out cool, is this flute section, which goes for about no, two minutes. It's too long. It's too fucking long, man. <laughs> I guess maybe because it's a dance version, you're just supposed to like dance to it but i was like oh my god man can we wrap up the flute like <laughs> it does go for a while it plays the fa 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 melody i mean i was into it i like flute solos uh but it does go on for a while doesn't it it goes on for a while and i feel like they could because they start right near the end she does a little fa 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 but they could have started layering maybe some vocals in this flute section to give us this kind of cool sound space. Yeah, they could have whistled it too, I guess, Alex. Whistle. You can hear my whistling now. I can hear your whistling. We're back on clean feed. We're back on that, mm, that clean feed, baby. It's so good to hear it. Um, yeah, but this version was pretty cool. Yeah, does it hit on like a spooky psychotic killer vibe? Not. Not really. Really? You could slot it into like a heist movie though. Yeah, especially if you needed something that was a little like a little cooler. You know, yeah. like a casino and everyone's dressed up. And maybe one of the the heist members is a murderer and you don't know it yet and that could like Oh. That could play in maybe. I'll yeah. No. A little bit of musical foreshadowing. A little bit. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be kind of cool. But yeah, this version is cool and, and maybe comes from a, a general place of talking heads love more than like a specific take on the song kind of love. If you can imagine. It does have that feeling. It does have can that Can you feeling. imagine for me though, Alex? I'm like, thinking about it. Part of Guns N' Roses, but not all of Guns N' Roses. Like a lot of Guns N' Roses. <laughs> I didn't realize how much of Guns N' Roses was in Velvet Revolver. Our next cover from 2007. Yes. Excellent, Alex. Um, yeah, the American hard rock supergroup consisting of Slash, Duff McKagan, and Matt Sorum, all Guns N' Roses members, along with Dave Kushner of Wasted Youth and Scott Wayland of the Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. Um, definitely a group I've heard about because, you know, they were 
I don't know how popular they were. They were kind of they were popular enough. They did this show. It was yeah. Wait, it was wait, big I enough. Said, I said this show like we're talking about it. I watched a live version of this as well. Oh <laughs> I okay. I was like, hey, and it was a pretty big show. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because you have Slash. Slash is a big yeah. enough name to um, to draw. I mean, that was the only member I knew. Yeah. I I recently this week saw both Slash and Duff McKagan live along with the rest of Guns N' Roses. Yeah, that's at a Guns N' Roses cool. show. It was okay. Yeah, I say that's cool. I'm not that into Guns N' Roses, I'll admit. Um I I used to be more, I think, like into this like hard bluesy rock. Yeah. Um and it's faded a bit in in recent times. In recent times. And, um, like, Guns yeah. N' Roses has some hits. I was pretty thrilled every time they pulled out one of their hits. It's weird how many of their hits are covers. Particularly Live and Let Die. I think right. there's another one. And, and Knocking See, on Heaven's Door. Oh, I forgot they did that one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they got some solid some solid uh, hits. And I, I don't know much about their album tracks other than that. So I can't really... Uh can't really speak to that too much and they definitely have some good stuff i mean we talked about live and let die and like yeah it's good for a a lot of reasons check out that episode we did a whole month of (laughs) james bond songs that's right baby that was in 2020 2020, yeah (laughs) um but yeah I, i don't really follow the band much other than that and i definitely don't listen to like stone temple pilots or anything just i don't really i never no, it took I never me a even while to. to even figure out what the Stone Temple Pilots song I knew was. And I knew it from Rock Band, but it's I think it's Vaseline. Vaseline, oh. Yeah. Okay. But according to what Greta knew, I think Plush is their biggest hit. Yeah, both those sound familiar. Yeah, one's probably on Guitar Hero, the other is on Rock Band. It's on Rock Band? Band? That okay. sounds right. Sounds like the era. But yeah, so these guys teamed up, and they said, we're going to do hard rock. I guess they just didn't want it. Axl Rose in the mid two thousands, especially, bit of a mess. He's yeah. better now, but he like he can't be nineteen eighties Axl Rose, which is you know, few of us can to be. Few of us can. Um, but yes, this is definitely the hard rock version. And you yes. mentioned there was like a a number of a lot, kind of hard yeah. rock versions. Um, I, I didn't listen to them, but this is like it makes sense that this is the one you'd pick. I think. Yeah, I think one, like, name recognition. Two, I think there's some good hard rock tones on this version. It definitely has, like, comparing it, I was talking a lot in the original about how, like, there's not that much sustain. It's not, like, a very wide sound. This is, I mean, Slash plays famously a Les Paul, which is a lot more, like, heavy sound. You get the, like, humbucker pickup. Mm -hmm. And that is front and center here in this guitar sound. It's very. We also talked about how Black Mighty Wax was a bit cooler in like a smooth way. This is also a bit cooler, but in like a greasy way. Right, for sure. Yeah. It does feel more, and it's weird to say because like even the original is a hit, but it feels a little more commercial in that sense too. It's like this is popular rock, hard rock. Like, right. It's like. I mean, we, again, we're using cool, or I'm saying cool a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way, the talking heads have this real awkward thing going on, and they're just, like, not doing that. Which, like, fair enough. That's not your thing, you know? It's yeah. just funny to see, like, the, the difference in it. Because it, it feels very different in, like, the presentation of who the psycho is, even though it's the same lines. 
Like, yeah, this, this is, is like more your, like I you're know. supposed to like the psycho killer. Yeah, it feels a little more like that. Like, isn't it cool how dangerous I am? Kind of thing. This one has like a skull on the album cover, and I like would check out. This one it doesn't literally has have it, but a, a nipple on the album cover. Oh well, yeah, that's it. Does it has <laughs> two bare breasts, but you can only see one nipple. Oh yeah, it's kind of because it's turned. It's got, yeah, you say greasy, it is like biker bar kind of like classic tattoos. Yeah, it's, I mean, I watched the live version. The tight leather pants are palpable. Yeah, they absolutely. They are very tight. It was also 2007. Even just listening to like the arpeggiated guitar in the verses, like on this versus the original, is kind of like a defining like sonic difference. On this one, it's much like more cooler slash processes yeah it's all about the like heavy guitar more effect sound um and and it's a little more bluesy i thought at least in in terms of the guitar presentation because you get some of those like licks and stuff and he does like a solo um yeah so again they're talking about alice cooper Mm-hmm. in in the original inspiring it this is more like modern alice cooper sound right because that hard rock for Um, sure yeah so there's a, it, you know, that there as well. You could easily get Alice Cooper to guest vocals on this, because Scott Whelan doesn't bring anything, like, amazing to this, I don't think. No, I really, maybe it's just because I watched the live version, but he really has, like, an Iggy Pop vibe. Okay, I can um, see that. Partially in the delivery, but very much in, like, how he kind of stands there and just, like, sways his hips and isn't wearing a shirt. Okay, yeah, that is, that's big Iggy Pop. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny because, like, a lot of Iggy Pop I know is some of his, like, newer stuff where he talks kind of, he sings very deep down low. He's, right. He's a very different guy than, like, Search and Destroy. <laughs> yeah. Although still not wearing a shirt. Still not wearing a shirt. Good on him. Yeah. Somebody's got to be doing it. I mean, think of all the money he saved in his shirt budget. Buddy, that's how you get rich. How you get rich. Get a job where you don't need to wear a shirt. Um... What else does this one have? It has the intro. It like does like a drum. Yeah. Okay. I was just going to talk about the guitar. It starts with like a train sound. It's like so bluesy. It starts with a train. Oh, yeah. It sounds like a train coming in. Uh, On the guitar. Absolutely. Uh, It's almost like harmonica esque, but I'm pretty sure it's all guitar. Anyway, you wanted to talk about the bass. Um, mostly just to say, I think that's kind of the highlight of the song for me. Oh. It's got, it's just so like heavy and like dirty and gnarly. I think that's the real very present. Of this one. It has that really very like present. low rumble dump, dump, throughout. Dump. You're like, yeah, this is an evil murderer. We're, we're in on it. It, <laughs> yeah. it brings me we're in. Stomping. The rest of the song is like fine, but like that's the really good part for me is that kick, that bass. That bass. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, the rhythm is a very important part of this song. Yeah, and like they they alternate the rhythm to be more of like a, a hard rock chug for the most part. Dun 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 dun. Talking about the piano. Yeah, the piano. The guitar does it too. Yeah, the guitar does it. The piano comes in later on though, like during yeah, the, the second bridge. half of the yeah the bridge, and that's where you get the most like craziness, I think, because the guitar or rather the piano plays just like kind of these discordant. Yeah, chords. those like high chords. I can only make one sound at a time with my voice, but I can make it sound like a duck, and that's a discordant chord. That's that is discord <laughs> duck chord. Yeah, so like it's a safe version. It's I don't think it touches what the original like really brings out, which is this kind of like Dutch angle of music. You know, it's off kilter, right? But 
they they build a solid vibe. They got some good tones. We're we're talking about some. It's a super group. These are some pretty fucking you know well versed musicians, if nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right overall. Yeah, it'll get you there. It's not. It's not mind blowing. But if they had played this at the Guns N' Roses show, I'd be like, hey, this is pretty cool. That would have been cool. They did play a Velvet Revolver song. I don't know what song it was, though. Yeah, I don't know. I know. It was funny because Greta was like, I got free tickets. I was like, cool. What Guns N' Roses songs do I actually know? (laughs) Five songs. And they were like interspersed throughout it to kind of keep casual fans on the hook. Yeah, that's how you got to do it. That's Yeah. I was like, do I really want to hear Paradise City? Do I need to stick around for three hours for that? Yeah, they like, do uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Light? That's theirs? <laughs> yeah, that's theirs. <laughs> Another cover. Very strange. Yeah, weird. November uh, Rain is long. The weird okay. thing is, I don't know November Rain at all, and I, I know that's a big one. until recently. Alexa likes to play it. Okay. I don't know. Why? Why? I don't Maybe Alexa's a big JoJo fan. The name November of the... November Rain. November the JoJo, Rain. The new JoJo in the newest JoJo part, his stand is November Rain, so... Oh, shit. That's some Freudian nerdheads out there. I'm on part four. You'll get there someday, Alex. <laughs> a few decades behind. <laughs> you are. Yeah, several decades behind, but we're going to move several... Well, one decade, rather, ahead to 2017 yep. to talk about Night Drive. Night Drive. Psycho Killer. Man, I accidentally searched Night Dive, which okay, is a, that's a they make a video thing. games. Oh, mostly okay. remakes yeah. and remasters. They remake video games. Now, these guys are two men united by a car crash, which is very strange that they wanted to tell us that. Oh yeah, where is that? Are so, they a uh, modern synth pop that explores the darker currents of abstract emotion? I would believe that. Uh, the thing I read was that they're the fortunate result of inauspicious circumstances. This is Rodney Connell and Brandon Duhon, who met after a woman who was dating both of them was killed in a car crash. Rest in peace, jeez. Rest in peace. Very weird to then make that party. I like. I guess. I hey, guess I mean, she's into both of them. They clearly have some things in common. Yeah, it's just a weird thing to bring up. It's like it's like a different thing when you're like, oh yeah, like Hall and Oates met when there was like a shooter threat at a building, and they they were in the same <laughs> elevator, right? Versus, like, a woman died, and now we have a cover of fucking <laughs> Psycho Killer. Psycho Killer. And so they do. And so they do, yeah. Um, this is like you said, what did you they say they were? A moody interpretation of pop Modern hits or something? that explores the darker currents of abstract emotion. Sure, yeah, I'd buy into that. Although, doing that with the song Psycho Killer, not a big stretch, my guys. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's very synthy. Um, yes really based around the synth sounds there's like a, a bass synth that repeats uh quite a bit mostly in the intro bam, 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 bam. it almost feels like it's based on the original bass line but like it's simplified kind of beyond recognition of course that is just like bam, 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 you know yeah it's but just it has like that bounce that with yeah like a bounce and then later on i think it actually turns into the original bass line i think you are correct there alex um, and then you get like kind of fake claps in the mix going with that bass line. Clap, clap, clap. <laughs> you gotta do the claps. How else will we know it's a dance version? Yeah, we get very like, 
what you would call classic new wave vocals on this. The sort of detached did. I can't seem to face up to the fact. Yeah, a little talking heads, but also a little like B-52s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also a little Echo and the Bunnymen. A little, yeah, I would say more like because when I think B fifty two is, I think I'm like I can't seem to face up to, <laughs> to the, the facts. facts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is less of that. Less of that. Yeah, more <laughs> Echo and the Buddy Man. I would buy that. Uh, I had to just list things until I tell one fit. Until one fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, one of the ones I can remember. One of the new wave ones. That B fifty twos, Blondie. Uh, uh, yeah. So <laughs> Psycho Killer. Yeah, that's exactly My what it sounds Debbie like. Harry no, impersonation. It's, it's one dude and sometimes two dudes. I, I assume they're both of them doing like some harmonies for vocals uh, in your detached yeah, vocal style. It's definitely two. It, uh, like this, the synth sounds are like reminiscent. I would say of a like a night drive on a Tron landscape. You know, it is. It is Tron-y. It's a bit Troned up. Um. Because of all those sounds. <laughs> There's a higher synth uh, that. Hyacinth. Higher synth. Bring me a uh, higher on the, synth. <laughs> on the. That comes in on the chorus? Yes. Uh, it's kind of like smoothed out, so it like slides around a bit. Which yeah, is, yeah. So it kind of yeah. has like a more tense sound to it. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely trying to bring that tension with this. And that, like, that driving aggression of, of Tron land. Of Tron land. Yeah, so this is a psycho killer that is from the movie Tron. Yeah, this is, like, it would be like a 90s film where, like, the killer's in cyberspace. Bum, bum. Bum, bum. Bum, bum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he gets, later on, he starts to, like, shout. Yeah. Well, it's the higher part, right? Mm-hmm. Um the run run away. Yeah. And then oh, oh, oh you know, when he goes up high. Um so but he kinda has to go into like a different register because it's a pretty high part. Um so that's kinda cool. Oh yeah. Just um, a thing that happens. My timestamp is one forty four. I might be have my timestamps a bit off though. He does like like you said, he kinda screams there because he goes, Whoa. Uh, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, it becomes like a scream. Mm-hmm. And he has to like distort his voice a little, and it's good because that leads into like a uh, uh, the the French bridge where they're like punching the synth. It's like bam, 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 bam to get some of that rage, some of that aggression. Yeah, especially so the bass kind of has what's well, like a bass synth, but it has this sound of like it's looping faster than it its sound takes, so mm. it kind of cuts itself off. Okay. Which, I don't know, I always thought was a cool sound when you sort of interrupt yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're making fun of these guys a bit. They are playing, like, to my taste. Aggressive synths. (laughs) It's fun to talk about. I don't know. Synths sometimes are fun to be silly with. Yeah. Um, But they sound cool. Yeah, they sound cool. And I think getting that tension in there in an electronic space is a good, like, interpretation of the, like, let's bring some of that inhumanity into Psycho Killer, right? Right. In, the, like, in a very digital literal side sense. Of it. Yeah. Which wasn't around as much in 77. No. Um, and other than that, I mean, they continue with some of that tension because they have these, like, high kind of stringy synths at the end. The yeah. 
Um, and that's yeah, that's their that's their that's their way of doing things. Yeah, they get some like robo psycho killer after the like final chorus. There's like psycho killer, psycho killer, can't can say, can't can say. French robot. Um, yeah, not a bad, not a bad ver. Is it worth the death of a woman in a car crash? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, is that if that's our trade off? I don't think I'd make it. Uh, yeah, it's just a weird way to introduce yourself. Yeah. You'll never guess how we met. You'll never guess how we met. Okay, guys. No, wouldn't have guessed that. Now, now I gotta You think. both killed somebody. Because they're psycho killers. <laughs> that would, yeah, what's what I want this to be is they're like, we killed that woman in a car crash. It was yeah. us. We're psycho killers. This is our uh, admission of guilt. Yeah. Our confession. Our confession. Speaking of weird stuff, the name of this next guy misled me so i was like oh this guy's a david bowie fan no no mystic bowie's talking dreads 2018 yeah a reggae talking heads cover band yes Exclusively that the guy's name, the head, the head dread, as he calls himself, is, his name is just Mystic Bowie. Yeah, that makes sense. There's no like, maybe he was also a fan of the knives. I don't fucking know. He's a boo- he's a Bowie knife guy. Like, man, I don't know. It is weird that you'd be Bowie and also talking heads. Uh, yeah, I thought like maybe they're like okay, it's, they do reggae covers of like art rock specifically david bowie and talking heads because that and like oh maybe we'll throw some velvet underground in there yeah maybe i don't know other related things like brian eno yeah and the song uh into the mystic by van morrison sure (laughs) (laughs) just to cover the mystic is mystic yeah there's also i think joe cocker does a version of into the mystic okay there you go i can do some joe cocker yeah you can do the joe cocker version yeah Cover of a cover. Cover of a cover. These guys debuted at the High Times Music Festival in 2015, which, all right, sick. Cool. <laughs> cool. Um, he says the band's much more than a, the cover band. It's, he's, they're doing reinterpretations of this music that he really connected to when it was released. Um, what is the first instrument that plays here, Alex? What is that fucking thing? I think I know what you're asking me. Not the, the drums, you obviously. They're like, <laughs> the, like yeah, the, <laughs> I don't know. It's it seems like some like it might be like a slide whistler. So I was hoping the music video would show it. No, but it doesn't. Um, I don't know, but it plays it. like throughout. Yes, and it's just like that. I think great choice in terms of like picking something off kilter that isn't just like a I don't know, uh, like a kazoo or some shit. <laughs> like yeah, but I mean the whole thing it has kind of a fun house sound to it and part of that is the music video video for sure yeah but yeah but play, it is reggae quick. or at least reggae, that kind yeah. of yeah and it, but also modern because it's like quite fast mm-hmm. um and yeah it's because i'm like horns yeah that skank's moving at a clip dude it is <laughs> it's fucking dun, going dun, 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 dun. but that kind of sticks around um you get the skank on it's like a piano, and sometimes there's horns. Yeah, and there's like particularly on the chorus, going, like but sometimes they'll stuff. hit. Yeah. Um, 
But the drummer's really going. Like, there's hand drums. Oh, as well. yeah. Like, he's going the whole time. But that's kind of it. They really cook through the song, you know? This is a fast version. By the... They're like less than two minutes in, uh, and they hit the bridge. Uh, I don't, you know, I was trying to figure out why is it why is it so long? Yeah, what are two they reasons. Extra twenty seconds. What is it, Alex? Two reasons. One, you already mentioned this. They do the an I passed that verse. hours ago verse. They do yeah. that extra verse. Uh, they also just throw in another guitar solo because so there's one where they're like it's going to be the end of the song where it normally is, right? But then they just keep going and do a second one. And they do a second one. Yeah, that's that's right. So that's where you get some of that extra space. Um, but yeah, like the the chorus, the, he has like a different even like cadence on the fa 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 fa. That's like backed by the horns. It's got a different. It's got a. It's got a skanky reggae energy to it. Right, you got to adjust to the to the rhythm. Yeah. Um, and also adjusted is like some of the melodies. Like in the original, it can be very monotone at times for sure yeah but it's a little more melodic here there's a little more motion yeah he is like talk singing but in reggae style which is more melodic yeah so that's interesting yeah that's part of the sound it's an interesting version sometimes we get a reggae cover that is just like okay we skanked it and that's it this one is very strange it is strange which i think is stuff going on though to its credit yeah yeah i think um, you get like a guitar that instead of doing the like stings at the end of line, just kind of noodles. It'll just be like it does a lot of noodling. Yeah, and then there's one like really long guitar run. Mm-hmm. I have a timestamp of two sixteen. I didn't write down when it actually happened. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the song, after one of the choruses, or at the end. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it goes, it goes, it's just a long guitar run, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just noticed it, you know? It's just like yeah. notice things sometimes. Sometimes I'm just like, I see stuff, and I'm like, woo. Sometimes I see stuff, or I hear stuff. I just like making um, a note of it. Um, yeah, so this one is, in the sense of like, that even the original version is supposed, sort of supposed to put you off, supposed to like, make you feel off of balance. I did get that vibe from this. Even if it's not necessarily sinister, it is just like, I'm like, where the fuck am I? Yeah, maybe that vibe also comes from the music video. The music video, which is like starts out as like almost a Scooby-Doo parody, you think? <laughs> we got, got guys rolling up in a van. I guess in they're lost. They got an atlas out. A, what's the place called? Haunted Funhouse. Haunted Funhouse. Somewhere in, I think, the northeastern United States? Um, sure. Because there's snow on the ground. Okay. I can tell you where they're not. Found. Jamaica. Not in Jamaica. <laughs> right. This is where the bobsled team trains. Calgary? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. They're in Calgary. That's Callaway Park. The, the Road Atlas. I'm trying to see. It's a 2010 Road Atlas. lived in the U.S. for many years. Okay. So yeah, they're at the Haunted Funhouse. This spooky man who is, uh, who is Mystic Bowie. Actually, that's a white man. I th- yeah, I just, there's just another guy who like welcomes them in. Right, he's like, go into the haunted funhouse, and they do. And you think it's gonna be like scary in here, right? You're like, oh, okay, they're gonna run into some. I wasn't expecting like Scooby Doo style, like, oh, there's some a guy kind in a of costume, narrative, right? Scaring them, they're gonna run around at high speed. But it's mostly like they go through a corridor, and then there's just hot ladies everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> 
and uh, yeah, it's like a party, and they're yeah. most everyone's wearing like neon type, like Leo, like tight. Um, yeah, they're clothes. doing an eighties themed Titan Bright party, and yeah. these guys roll up. It's very. I mean it. It feels very low budget, right? Oh, for like, sure. They yeah. hired a bunch of dancers. Maybe they're professional dancers. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe it's just their friends. I don't fucking know. Um, they didn't hire a choreographer. I can no. tell you that. Um, so it's just a lot of like kind of tight shots in claustrophobic spots, and everyone's dancing casually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then occasionally, some of the girls will mount the lyrics. There's, That's a, right. I mean, we're talking with the girls. There's, there's some, there's some men. There's some boys in there too. Are there actually boys in there? Occasionally, it's like a regular party. Okay, you can see, I like, mostly see women. The lads are usually just the guys from the band. Yeah, that might be who it is. Yeah, I think that is is what you're seeing there, Alex. But like, there's guys in the background that aren't in the band. I think like if you go to two thirty two thirty two, I think there's or like two thirty ish. There's just like another guy. Oh, another guy, and like a pirate man. So it's just a few other guys around too. Okay, they eventually show up, but mostly it's, it's just most, these women. Yeah, mostly ladies. So I was waiting for like a a twist where like they get murdered by the ladies or because it feels like, like there should be a haunting or a spooky thing because they go to this spooky place, but all they do there is have this party and like yeah, be like, like look s- how many how many uh, ladies are dancing on me. Exactly, me. that's the reward kind for getting video. through like two tight corridors. Is like now you can sit down and women will just kind of touch you for a bit. I. I'm curious where this venue is for yeah. unrelated reasons. It's it seems like they like renovated the haunted fun house and forgot to take haunted off of the sign. So it just seems like a fun house. <laughs> yeah. Oh oh man, innuendo. What if they like if they were all dead or something at the end? They're all ghosts. That'd be something. <laughs> yeah, something. But there's nothing like that. It's mostly just some Fair, like I said, fairly casual dancing. Like it's fairly not casual, yeah. It's not like, like it's anything. not choreographed. It's very much like yeah, a club setting. Yeah, but in a haunted house. Yeah, and, it's, and to their credit, you know what? The people are hot. I'll come to the haunted fun house. It seems like it's free too. <laughs> Didn't pay money to get in. Yeah, all you got to do is drive to the northeastern United States. Hey, that's only a little bit far away. But it's possible. <laughs> It is it's only one continent away. That's true. You know what? That's. I mean, yeah. If, if yeah, for us, it's not. I, I guess yeah. One continent width wise. Yeah, it's not. It's not a precise measure. Yeah, I, I got you. I follow. Um, but Alex, we talked about a lot of women in this views in this music video. What about unwoman in 2019? About unwoman. Do you think it's unwoman or unwoman? Unwoman. I think it's unwoman. I think it is unwoman. Uh, Erica Mulkey. Yeah. Um, cellist, singer. Uh, really seems, you know, is in the like classical inspired art pop type uh, vein. Yes. Yeah. Trent Reznor and Tori Amos as um, Amos. As, uh, is it Amos? 
I, I don't remember. I think pre- we talked about it, and it's like the stress is like not where I thought oh, it was. Oh, it's like a moose or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, inspired by those. Um, also mentioned on her website, she's collaborated with The Cog is Dead, who oh, we've talked about, we I talked think, about them two before. times, at yeah. least for Bad Guy and possibly one other. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I definitely so, like, the, got that like steampunk thing going on. The Tori and Trent influences came through on this version to me. Not knowing a ton of Tori Amos, admittedly, but like just some of the, the composition on the sort of the slow, heavy, arty pop vibe, like like you mentioned, really comes through. And then you Yeah, get, and it's definitely it's, got that slowness. Yeah. Um and cello. And yeah, cello, obviously. Um great use of strings on this, I think. Yeah. I li- yeah, I like the way they they incorporate the the rhythm guitar and do that like sharp staccato stings on this. I think that's great. Da, 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 da. Yeah, da, it's da, 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 um, da, da, da. and it kind of loop like it, it's a loop. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked. I didn't look into her music too much, but definitely one of her videos was like, "Look at me looping on my electric cello or whatever." So like, she's definitely got some loop incorporation. Mm-hmm. in her music and that seems to be what's going on which is interesting because particularly some of the later talking heads material is somewhat loop based like they're not doing recorded loops but they're sort of playing loops okay yeah um, i don't know if you remember we talked about that for i think what's in a lifetime where yeah. they would like just play the you know play it over and over and over and over again until they sounded like they were a loop machine right yeah 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 i do recall that yeah um, so this kind of has that sound to it, and you kind of get that like looping envelope, and then like the hard shift when you get to the loop point. Yeah, even that like bass synth drum combo there going on that very loopy sounding. Yeah, I think that's a yeah they're like looping of an envelope filter. I assume an amp amplifier envelope. Right. Yeah. That's Makes it easier to, to send it. sound if it's in an envelope. Exactly. You gotta, gotcha. gotta put an envelope. Um, and that's the kind of, like, the verses have that very choppy sound. And then it the, it gets in the chorus, it's a lot steadier. Right. Um, so, like, the, the cello kind of has, like, the smoother sound. It's a bit of a wail, because it's a cello. Right. Uh, when you get there. And you get that... Dum, 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 bum, dum, yeah, everything dum, stretches run, out a bit. Run, the drums run, are no longer caught yeah. in this loop. The and that's cello's kind of the going two longer. Things. Yeah, that's your two big like changes here. Yeah. And, and then there is the bridge, which is kind of the same in that it has a smoother part and a choppier part. Right. So it's kind of like macro smooth, choppy, micro smooth, micro choppy. Smooth, choppy. As above, so below. As above. Or is is that like so above? That's like, is a, that like religious a Latin version thing. of that. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, yeah, and that's kind of similar to the original for the bridge at the very least. It's yeah, yeah, that, that same composition. Um, second verse, she talks it. She does, which is fun. Huh? That's a good choice. Changes things up a bit. Yeah, which in some ways is similar to the original. Um, and yeah, lets her do he, the, he changes like, his delivery too. Like you yeah. start a conversation, you can't even finish. You can't even finish it. Um, yeah, so I mean, it, it kind of sticks with that like loopy sound, uh, looping mm-hmm. sound rather. It doesn't like break out of that too much, but that's cool. It, I think it carries uh, carries the piece decently. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, and it is a longer version. It's five and a half minutes, and I found it. Yeah, it's really like, pretty good. But yeah, it's got that like kind of hypnotic plodding sound that'll mm-hmm. that'll keep you going. Yeah, sort of present in the original too. That plodding, but here done with an emphasis yeah. on loops. Just, they've, they've slowed it down so much that you kind of get pulled in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of loops, we're about to go back to a at least part Italian artist with Dolce in 2019. Psychic killer, guess you say, far, 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 far better. Run, run, run away. Yeah, so normally, so this is the, spell it with an H. Yeah. Which is not normal, right? Um, no, you're right, that is not normal. Yeah. Because I don't know, Google Docs was like, "You're spelling this wrong, bro." I'm like, "I know." It's not. <laughs> they spell fault. it that way. They spell it I that way. I assumed it, like it was to try to make more sense as an English spelling. Yeah, maybe like, for, for international reasons, but yeah. but I don't know if you know how to spell the Italian word. It's just slightly confusing. Yeah. You're like, wait, it is, is it dolca? Dolca? Yeah, <laughs> it's supposed to be something completely. It could be. Um. But no, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, Italian, Italian singer, uh, also French. Also French, yeah, Italian French. Um, yeah. So what's going on with this one? Moody guitar on this. Moody one. guitar, yeah. It's not too dense, particularly at the start. Yeah. Um, it kind of sticks with the, it's like a picking acoustic guitar, and she's like singing softly. So like it's kind of matching the vibes of that. Um, there's even like a mellotron that comes in on the chorus. Or it yeah. sounds like a Mellotron, kind of like a tapey um, flute or string sound. Yeah, there is a, like a string or synth string that comes in to fill things out. This is like a very cinematic yeah, ballad, string then. but not cinematic like most people do it these days, where that's just like a heavy drum and like close mic vocals. Right, I mean, it's a little bit vocals. of the like slow trailer version vibes. A bit. A bit. Not not as uh, much as some of those. Yeah, no, it's, I don't think that was the... I don't think that's the angle she's taking. I think there is just overlap in the approach. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else happens? Uh, she does the oh. acoustic second verse instead of the original. or the. That's right. She passed that A-side. hours ago. Yeah. Um, and she's sad. She's sad. She's a sad one. I think that kind of plays for the the composition she's going with. This very like moody, gentle guitar, the soft strings, her close mic kind of echoey vocals. It's like, oh yeah, you're sad. You're yeah, sad I agree. Killer. It's more like dour in that way. Um, mm-hmm. And the sound, I mean, I mentioned kind of like lo-fi, I think. Mm-hmm. It's got that going on. You definitely hear it like breaking up when... I always say around the edges. That just means when things are loud. I don't yeah. know if that's a real term. I don't think it is. Well, you're making it. You're, um, you're coining phrases here. It. I've always called you today's Shakespeare. So you know you're <laughs> today'spear. Today'spear. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, she goes up kind of high at the end where she gets loud on that second verse. Is it almost like a lo-fi uh, "Dream On" by Aerosmith? Because <laughs> she gets. Which part is this? So, um, around like maybe one minute. Well, that's the start of that verse. So maybe like one ten. No, one o four. She starts to pick up. 
Kiss a little Steven Tyler in there. Yeah, because she could go from there. It's sunny day. I said something. Something gonna take you away. <laughs> <laughs> something gonna take you away. Yeah. I don't really know the lyrics to Italian to Steven Dream Tyler. On. What are That's the lyrics for that part, Alex? Do you know that shit? Uh, sing with me, sing for me. Well, yeah, I know that part. Oh, yeah. Can we um, take it? No, I don't know what the words are. <laughs> uh, maybe tomorrow the good Lord will take you away. The good Lord. I was close. I didn't. Maybe yeah. tomorrow the good Lord will take you away. Yeah, never picked up on that. I sing with me. I sing for the hill. I sing for the left. I sing for the tears. Just one tear, actually. It's a single tear. <laughs> Just one tear. Yeah. yeah. That's all you need, really. Um, but you know what yeah. else you need? Slow. Uh, fairly chill. Yeah, let's bring version. this back down. We're talking about uh, a pretty yeah. hyped up song. She does ba ba bums. She does ba bas instead of fa fa's. Disqualified. Disqualified. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Wrong consonant sound. Wrong no, consonant thank sound. You. Get the fuck out of here. Um, she also, I mean, she's more established than a lot of these artists, I think, because she's bit of a like pop artist who's somewhat famous i think yeah uh, and she like even just looking at the budget of her music video or it seems like they were able to oh, rent yeah. out a, a subway she's station definitely. thing she's got some yeah she's got, crew. She's got the budget yeah um for a choreographer at least at the very least yeah um but like the way she sings she can be much more like delicate and then like powerful yeah i uh, do like her yeah. her hard switch to the bridge yeah um because we go soft, and then she starts hammering those chords on the piano. Dun, 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 oh, yes, the chords Yeah. I, did, I didn't think I was going to like this one, but I actually did end up No, I mean, it kind of, it gets a little creepy, too. Like, right mm-hmm. at the end, she ends it with, she does the we are vain and we are blind to hate people and they're not polite line. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. it just kind of, like, does some, like, metallic screech noises. Yeah, and that's how we're out, is we end on yeah. that line. I thought that was a cool way to finish on that line because I thought so she like, just skipped it. And I was like, oh, that's weird. But then she tucks it in at the end <laughs> to like emphasize it. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it was uh, thought it was a cool cool way of doing that. Cool way of doing it. I think the music video for this, pretty cool too. Yeah, let's talk about the music video. It doesn't video. like fully like land for me, but like conceptually pretty neat. <laughs> me neither. Um like I can, like a bit of it. Uh so the premise of the video is there's like two dancers mm-hmm. uh, and and they're just warming up stretching yeah, they're, they're in a dance studio in they a dance studio up. and then like one just like hits the other yeah and then they just fight yeah they do some dance combat and you yeah. get you get to so dolka or dolce is a character in this she's more of an observer role but she's doing things that are like symbolic of the fight sometimes so we get shots of her early on wrapping a gold ribbon around her like a boxer who would be wrapping their hands before a fight to get the gloves on. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she's kind of in this, like, gold jumpsuit thing. Yeah, she's I like a jumpsuit. weird, like... Know, it's uh, like a tracksuit, maybe. Tracksuit or something. She's like a weird, like, forest, like, spirit woman. Yeah, I almost wondered if she was supposed to be more of, like, a demon, because she's kind of, like... Mm, at she times she's horns. out on the street and then when they're fighting, she's, like, kind of in the background, like, out of focus. Yeah. Just, like creeping around in the corner yeah or she'll be like sitting on the window as they're yeah. like they're going at just it. like watching so she seems to have either influence over the events or she's like checking out what is this violent thing yeah she, like she's like a, a physical embodiment of like psychosis or something yeah 
here in the mean streets of New York. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it really does feel like, yeah, like she, like the, the events are kind of random, you know, like they're mm-hmm. just stretching out and the one just like hits the other one. Yeah. She does like a kick at her and we get a cool shot here that I feel like they underutilize the implication of, we get the shot of the girl who got kicked and she's got gold blood dripping from her nose. Oh yeah, she does. And Which so I, I was is- like, okay, all of the blood is going to be gold, but then you get shots of the two of them later all cut up and bleeding, and then there's just regular blood, too. So that would relate her to uh, to Dolce, I assume. Mm-hmm, yeah, who is wearing gold, wraps wearing herself gold. in gold. Like, one of the last shots of her is knocking a gold ribbon off the piano. So then is that implying that the the one woman, not even the aggressor, mm-hmm. is is the one being influenced by the Yeah, by like her? she like the, the, the aggressor just like read that she's crazy and <laughs> decided to get her first or what? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So that's where it like it starts to fall apart for me. I think the idea is cool. We've got and like the, the fight choreography is pretty fun. Yeah. But then Kinda I'm dancing. losing what beyond like oh this is crazy we thought these two were just gonna do dances in a dance studio i'm but now they're kickboxing yeah another kickboxing but also they kind of dance at the end like the one does like a a a spin on her hands Mm -hmm. um i missed that part and i kind of thought maybe like she got killed okay (laughs) because the last shot is just the one girl alone but there's a few shots of them right yeah there is just a shot of her straight dancing and then they are like fighting the mirror they're doing like shadow boxing they're punching yeah. the camera instead of hitting each other which i don't know what it means when they're standing in front of the mirror yeah so it does lose me but i think it is a visually interesting video and uh yeah pretty cool overall yeah it's a lot more interesting than the other music video Within the the Mystic Bowie one, yeah, I think it has <laughs> it has a, a a stronger delivery overall. Mystic Bowie started with some fire. I was like, okay, we're gonna go somewhere. Yeah, we're doing we're Scooby doing something. We're Scooby doing something fun, and then it it went absolutely nowhere. Yeah, but we're going somewhere, and that's to our final verdicts, of which we have three categories today: the worst version, the best version, and the version you should be throwing on your Halloween playlist. Yeah, that's right. It's the Halloween episode. Ooh. Oh, spooky. Fucking scared everyone. Alex, what's the worst version of this? What's the worst version of this song? Ah, uh, hmm. Interesting. You know, I didn't hate any of them. Yeah, talking about think, them? Like, yeah. I kind of enjoyed them all. I didn't think there was like a, a breakout worst one. Mm-hmm. I think. Hmm. Huh. I think what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna give it to Night Drive, but I not because I didn't like it, but because the two that are most similar, Night mm. Drive and Black Mighty Wax, because they're both like electronic versions. Right. I think I like Black Mighty Wax a bit more. Okay. That's the only reason. I. It's they're both good. They're both good. Hey, well, maybe just to cancel you out, because like I honestly am having a hard time deciding. I'll just say Black Mighty Wax is the worst. Yeah. And then, because like, yeah, like lounge covers don't really do it for me typically. I still thought it was like fine. I thought it was pretty good, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I could even say Velvet Revolver, but even that one had enough. Yeah, I'm actually, now I'm thinking about it, that is, that is also close. Just for me, though. I feel like I can see how it would appeal. Yeah, I, I can see how it though. would have appeal, and it has yeah. some good notes to it. You know, I'm going to give it to Velvet Revolver. They don't need, they don't need you know, my help. <laughs> They're a super group. Actually, they did need my help, because I got free tickets to fucking Guns N' Roses, because they can't fill out a stadium anymore. <laughs> but they're not getting my help. So yeah, it's Velvet Revolver. They're the worst version. Alex, what's the best version? What's the best version? Um, I think I'm going to throw best to kind of similar. They're all like even, fairly even to me. Like there wasn't like one that totally broke out as like the best one either. Mm-hmm. Um, which one did I like the most though? Do you have a do you have one? Um, I think I'm gonna actually toss it to Dolce for this one. I really liked kind of actually the last two. I was kind of a toss up between Unwoman and yeah. Dolce. I liked the slower takes. They really played well for me this week. I think I like Dolce's actually like grew on me a lot. I like the moody guitar. I like the piano. It felt a bit theater, which I think is in line with a bit of like like the talking heads like ideology as well. It has some of that off kilter energy and it has it's it's like dramatic. I liked it. Uh, I did like a number of them. I also really liked Unwoman, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I think I'm gonna give it to Black Mighty Wax. Hey, I think fair. I don't know. I'm feeling the uh, feeling the dance thing this week. I liked the like funkiness of it, and uh, I I did like the flute. It might be a go on for a bit long, but I did like it. Um. Yeah, hey, if you like the flute, you like the flute. And it is a dance version, so you're allowed to have extended instrumentals. But I was just like, fuck, it's still... I kind of checked out for a bit. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, we're getting flute for a bit. And then I checked back in. I was like, it's fucking still going. (laughs) Still flute, eh? Damn. Yeah, that's who I'm going to give it to. Hey, fair dues, Alex. But um, for the spooky season, for Halloween, which one of these should be ripping on your playlists this year? Which is ripping on your playlist? I mean, I feel like Dolce's got the spookiest one. Oh, for sure. But, uh... For a real Halloween playlist, which is a little mm. goofy yeah. and probably has Monster Mash on it, yeah, Mystic Bowie. I uh, yeah, hundred percent. Sco- it's like the Scooby Dooist version. <laughs> it is. If they had done a Scooby Doo video, which they should have, it would have fit. If they had done full Scooby Doo, they could have had like the white guy from the start incredible. Like, chasing him around. It'd have been fucking perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that is the Halloween playlist version for sure. It's the right amount of like kitsch or like fucking you know goofiness, whatever you need it to be. And it's a classic song about murderers, so it hits. It hits all the yeah. right elements. Um, that's our final verdict. If you got a different opinion, similar opinion, want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about, hit us up on the app formerly known as Twitter. Hashtag CoverMePod, at Jake the Crest, the some Alex Wise Guy. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. You can also email those to us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Talk to us there. Rate and review us. We're on. We're on Spotify. We were on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Oh, wait, Google Podcasts is maybe dead now. We're, uh, I don't it's even still know around for now, now, but uh, it's days are numbered. It's days are numbered. Is it the end of October? So I think it might be the end of October. It's dying. So like, if you're listening to this the day it releases, go ahead and follow us on Google Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> if not, Otherwise, um, maybe switch over. Switch over. I'll. Something. I got to see about switch us over to YouTube Music because uh, obviously that's where that's going to be. But you know. Yeah. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, your favorite podcasting app, Amazon Podcasts, we're there. Come listen to us. Tell your friends. 
tell your neighbors, tell your loved ones, tell people you kind of just feel mid about, tell everybody at the Halloween party. Here's obviously what you can do. And again, short notice, but dress up as us for <laughs> for Halloween. <laughs> right. Find a friend and do your half your face like me, and then he can do half of his face like Alex, and you guys can put a, a logo between you. Or just dress as old Bowie and young Bowie, I guess, and then tell them it's inspired by Cover Me. If you want a better costume that's less related to Cover Me. <laughs> Or just do us. Do us, yeah, shout us out. Just shout us out from the rooftops, people. Trick or treat, here's what you can do. If people are trick or treating, boom, drop a cassette in there of one of our episodes. Yeah, put it on cassette. Put it on a USB stick. What's the best way to do it? A piece of paper with a link to a Dropbox file. That's one of our episodes. (laughs) That's us. Yeah, that's what we need. That's what we need. That's what you can do this week to help us out. Um, that does it for today's episode of Cover Me. Thank you all for listening. And as we always say on Cover Me, Cover Me is a real live wire. <laughs>